0: Welcome back to the Joe show here on the Dion family network episode 121 I know there's a lot of ways I could start this episode but Michigan beat Ohio State and I think that's the only thing I care about right now
1: you haven't talked to a college football all season and it starts off like that
0: the uh, the last guy I always watch the last few weeks (laughs) yeah
1: when it counts, right? When it's important.
0: Yeah, that's when you start seeing start seeing the better games. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about Michigan Ohio State, the f- couple <clears throat> coaching maneuvers in college football, the playoffs, transfer, championship weekend. We're gonna talk about MLB free agency because that that just decided to happen.
1: Well, until midnight tonight.
0: CBA expires tonight.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I wonder if we'll have any Have any signings right down to the wire? (laughs) Because it seems like a lot of the major free agents are already off the board. Mm -hmm. And then NBA, we'll talk about this Warriors-Suns game tonight, which Mm -hmm. it it? should be an NBA Finals preview, but they're in the same conference.
1: I did tape it for you.
2: Oh,
0: thank you. I was going to ask you to, but you already did it for me. Uh, Then the NHL, I mean, it should have been about Brandon Lemieux, but we'll talk about the Canadians and what's next for them. And then I guess when it's where we'll start is NFL week 12 because nothing's happening in sports really. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Coming off Thanksgiving weekend um, or American Thanksgiving. Uh, I guess we'll just go through the games as quick or as slow as you want. Uh, Cincinnati beats Pittsburgh 41-10. Again, I just really want to be done with this Steelers season, but they're still going to linger.
1: Yeah, especially next week because they play the Vikings.
0: So
1: well, I thought they played the Ravens. Oh, I thought they played the Vikings. The other they played the purple Vikings on Thursday after, maybe.
0: This was a great Cincinnati game, but I feel like their offense wasn't even that impressive even though they scored 41 points. Again, because the Steelers aren't that good. That Big Ben pick six after Burrow threw an interception was like, oh, don't worry. We're not don't you don't have to be the only one to throw an interception. I'll throw a pick six. Right. And then the you could be up 21 what 21-7 at half or 28-7. Yeah. This game was not close. This makes me feel this was I guess a common game for me with Cincinnati that I just felt like okay, teams are just taking Jamar Chase out of games and Joe Burrow still managing to find T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon's really producing. Right, This Bengals team now, just especially with what we've seen from some of these AFC teams, I feel like Cincinnati, not that they're a lock, but I feel like they're safe as a playoff team.
1: Right. They're definitely the one of the top two teams in their division. Yeah. To play it safe because everyone is 500 or better.
0: Uh, a game we called, but I don't think we could have even called it to this level. The Miami Dolphins take down Carolina, thirty-three ten. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton two completed passes. He's back. <laughs> he's he he's back on the bench because and, and he
1: completed two other passes to the other team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've like I, wondered, I wanted I want to I should have looked I'm gonna look <laughs> it up quickly now. But like, if he actually had two completions and two interceptions, it's just I mean. Are, are we surprised? No. We knew this is what Cam Newton was. Yeah, exactly. But everyone else tried to talk themselves into, oh, look at, again, he's back. Yeah. But he's just not a starting quarterback. Yeah. Five. Sorry. Five five completed passes.
1: That's Superman material there.
0: Uh, do you want to know what his passer rating was? Not that it's like the end-all, be-all stat.
1: 47.
0: <laughs> no. Five. Oh. 5.8. 5. P.J. Walker, who came in uh five for ten passing and interception he was at 40 wow and i don't know like in the like 80s 90s or maybe even 100 is where you want to be yeah so five not not so great again miami is just gonna slowly they're just gonna slowly creep into the playoff race aren't they they are five and seven second hottest team behind new england second hottest team in their own division um christian mccaffrey also
1: done for the year now i feel like yeah that's that's too bad it's kind of lingering with his career now just known to be injury prone in in week six we
0: said we were done with the panthers now yeah. now it's just they're not even there's not even a reason to watch them
1: no yeah like you've got Tampa bay in that division and well the falcons have a shot now
0: second place in the division yeah here they come <clears throat> Next up, the game that really hurt my feelings, and I am really mad at the Philadelphia Eagles for n- not being able to score a yeah. second touchdown. Yes, this was this was a not so great Jalen Hurts game.
1: Nope, the pick pick off at the end of the first half was the uh, seal for me. Like just throw it away and get three points.
0: Then you'd go into the half. Yeah. Was it? Did they have a touchdown by then, or would it have been three? Ten three.
1: Yeah, I think it was ten three at the time.
0: It's it's a, it was a rough go. And <laughs> I'm gonna say now that I I had a ticket together. I actually I don't even think I told you about it, but I had I had Miami over Carolina, so by one forty five I yep. was like, Cool, won this one. Had Cincinnati over Pittsburgh again, one thirty pretty much. It was all right, cool, Cincinnati's gonna win this one. Uh, my third leg was the Philly Philly f- minus four and a half. And then I tried to talk myself into it at the end. I'm like, okay, if they score the touchdown but then miss the extra point or go for two and miss it, and then they go to overtime and score a touchdown, then I'll be good. It didn't matter because my fourth leg was Minnesota over San Francisco.
1: Uh, yeah, that was a tough one. I
0: could have went either way. It was a it was close. Closer than the score. It was it, again it's a yeah. I love I I think I love this season of deceiving scores. Right. Either either blow out or not right um yeah apparently hurts has an ankle injury Uh-oh. He's hopeful to play against the jets again this this would have been the game because I, I was talking about this easy road they have ahead of them now like am i supposed to feel better about the eagles or the falcons
1: i don't know
0: i mean not that either of those teams should be in the playoffs
1: it's but they're both in the playoff hunt
0: yeah unfortunately <laughs> Uh, next up the hottest team in the NFL. What are they at? like a I think they're at like a plus 148 point differential on this win streak. They've outscored teams by like 200 or something ridiculous. Wow. The Patriots take down Tennessee 36-13. Again, by like the fourth quarter it was already over. Backup quarterbacks were playing and this Patriots team winning this game in the fashion that they did just sets up this Monday night showdown next week against yeah, the Bills for sure and it is like i looked at some of the games for next week and they're okay but that monday night game i can't remember the last time a monday night game was the best game of the entire week at least on paper right
2: right, right.
0: and mac jones even missed like he missed that pass in the first half to hunter henry that would have been a wide open touchdown yeah and everyone's like oh you know this wasn't the greatest mac jones game and they Scored 36 points. Right. It's it's a team that is gaining momentum. It seems like they have this nobody-believes-in-us mentality. Yep. And, I mean, it's not out of the question they beat Buffalo. Nope. And I guess, especially we'll talk about Baltimore, is there a path New England could be the number one seed?
1: It's possible because it's pretty wide open.
0: And, like, in terms of being a Super Bowl team, I know we made fun of Bill Simmons for this, but the AFC is that wide open that mm-hmm. any of the... I would say I feel good about six teams making the playoffs, and that last spot's open because I want Indianapolis to make it. Right. I feel confident any of those six teams could get hot and make the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. That's the fun part of this AFC. For sure. Um, The not-so-fun part of the AFC was actually a pretty decent game. The Jets took down... The Texans 21 14. Yep. Zach Wilson came back and yep. Zach Wilson did up. They, I, they got the win. How much did you watch any of this game?
1: No. It wasn't on TV. I I mean, that's a good thing. Just what, seeing the highlights.
0: what were the three what were the three early games?
1: It was uh Colts, Bucks. Hmm. Um Colts, Bucks, um Tennessee, New England. Yep tennessee new england and philly philly giants yeah
0: that's right i mean not not the worst not the worst early window um and an identical score and now in the playoff hunt atlanta falcons yeah take down jacksonville <clears> 21 <throat> 14 this was just jacksonville is just worse that jacksonville almost came back like atlanta just they do everything in their power to just go like if you ever bet atlanta to win a spread not that this one was very high i'm pretty sure it was it was actually i have what i guess but i don't know what the actual spread was but they just i'm sure they covered this spread because it was probably like two or two and a half something like that yeah so they still covered but there was still a chance they could have lost that game right and that would have not not saying that their season is now off and running and they're going to make a playoff make a playoff run but it at least keeps them in the race which is funny because they're just really bad it's just they played a team
1: that was worse there's only 6 teams in the NFC with a winning record
0: oh yeah cuz Minnesota's in a playoff spot with a losing Five record and six.
1: yep
2: Eek.
0: uh game of the early window possibly game game of the weekend Tampa Bay Indy?
1: Yeah. Colts mm. lost that one. They were a big. 24 14 at the half and they blew it. You knew Wentz was going to throw. Was either going to throw an interception or fumble. And he did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The interception. That
1: changed. He both. He did both. <laughs> and, and it changed
0: the complex of the game. He also threw one. I think it was Pittman that was wide open down the. No, wait. That was the um, Antoine Winfield interception where they started talking about. Well, you know, Winfield's 5'9", and Pittman's 6'4", and Winfield, like, jumped to his right. same height and got the interception. Got the ball, yeah. That's, again, that's not the Collingsworth rule, but it's right. definitely, like, an interception that's not really your fault. Right. It was a 50-50 ball that they just lost. Yeah. But Wentz also, like, yeah, he threw, it like, a dart. Like, he makes good plays, yeah. but as soon as Tampa Bay started coming back, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to panic, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and he didn't get them back in it because they they scored on a kickoff return, as well, right? The Colts
0: and Fournette gets four touchdowns. Like who? Yeah. who saw that coming? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yep. Yeah.
0: What a what a weird game. But again, this didn't make me feel that great about the Bucks, but it also yeah. didn't make me feel worse about the Colts. Like, right? I think the Bucks are our better team, but are the Colts? worse than any of those teams they're competing with for the seven spot no
1: like they'd already won what six in a row yeah so yeah they're bound to lose one right now bound they're on the blow one
0: now they're on their bye week which hopefully a, a week of resting and let's just in practice just put carson wentz and say okay carson you're down by seven with two minutes left go drive actually maybe that's not a good idea because that colt's defense is pretty good despite giving up 38 points uh late window Denver takes down the Chargers 28-13.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize how bad the Chargers record is in Denver, like over their entire career or life. Yeah. Life as a Charger.
0: This was this was just the weirdest because again, the Chargers were one of those wildcard teams and yeah. you felt great about them and they had that game against the Steelers. You definitely called it to an extent saying this is a division game, it's going to be close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got to look at those right giants <laughs> eagles. It's the same thing. It's because they see each other every year, they know each other because they have to play each other twice, and yeah, Denver's defense still looks good without Vaughn Miller. Yeah, Patrick
0: like, Sertan got the pick six yeah. and
1: another interception, and Bridgewater looked okay. He got hurt, but and then rushing touchdown. Locke came in. He was okay, but <laughs> yeah, I just disappointed in the Chargers and. The Denver's the only team that I could say are, we call them pretenders, but they're there. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the fact that right. they're right there with the Chargers yeah. and they could be making the playoffs. That's yep. good for whoever's the two-seed. Maybe you want that over a bye week. Yeah, play, exactly. Play the Broncos, not in Denver. <clears throat> this is just, this was, I know Denver won this game, but to me this was a Chargers loss because this was yeah. your chance yeah. to solidify yourself as a playoff team. Agreed. And now it feels like it's the Anthony Lynn Chargers again and they're just gonna have this bad luck. Even though they just didn't play well.
1: Yeah, this one, yeah, they just didn't play well. Uh and no snow or anything, right? Not even a weather related no. game.
0: Like it was Denver weather, but yeah. it's not like yeah, again they, they it's they not like no snow or anything. Yeah, it's not like you don't go there every year. Right. Uh how how worried should I be? I don't even know if I want to call them my Rams anymore, but they, yeah, they are don't even look like a playoff team the, right now. No,
1: no, they dis- look disappointing. Like yeah, if the Colts would play the Rams in the playoffs, I like, would take the Colts. Like just two teams going in opposite dire- directions right now.
0: Yeah, it's the poor you know? Colts that might not make the playoffs because they're kind of in this logjam of teams and the Rams like they're still just sitting pretty. Yeah. And it's gonna—they're gonna play the worst division winner, and they're right. probably gonna luck out more than having to play a wild the, card, the 49ers or the Vikings. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <clears throat>
0: I mean, it was good to see Odell get a touchdown, but he looks beat up. Stafford yeah. looks beat up. Yeah. Rogers on nine toes. Did you hear what Joe Buck said about yes. the toe? Yes. Joe Buck. It. I think we just we need to stop with the Joe Buck's a bad commentator because if no one heard this. Joe Buck, it was a report from Aaron Andrews pretty early in the game that Rogers got a shot in his foot, right or in his toe. Yeah, he's like, oh, he can only feel nine toes, whatever. He's fine. Yeah. Joe Buck goes, well, you heard that, everybody. Uh, Rogers' toe is immunized, (laughs) and it (laughs) was just the perfect thing. I'm sure Rogers, if he heard that, would be pissed about that. Of course, yeah. But it was so funny because, you know what? To give Rogers credit, he did dupe us with the whole immunized vaccine thing. Yeah. Yep. But the fact that Joe Buck kind of gave it back to him kind of showed his frustration with that whole situation. But you kind of have to do, if you're a Fox commentator, you're going to have to do Packers games at some point because they're one of the bigger franchises.
1: Yeah, and Rodgers was Rodgers. He was outstanding.
0: Like 36 kind of seems low for like how well their team was doing. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear uh, Devontae Adams? I don't think it was comments after the game, but did you hear his kind of... Interaction with Odell Beckham Jr. It was kind of before the game. No. So Odell, because usually players do jersey swaps after the game, and Odell said, "Oh, I like, I need your jersey. Let's do a jersey swap." And Devonte Adams said, "Well, why don't you go do a jersey swap with Cooper Cup? That's who you wanted to play with."
1: Oh boy.
0: And a lot of saltiness, and honestly, I don't blame him. But also, would Odell make the Giant or the Giants make the Packers that much better? I don't think so. Like. You kind of have those Valdez Gantling. And right. And you have those uh, guys.
1: 18. Uh, Lazard? Yeah. Lazard.
0: Like, just, they have those they, pieces they, that just
1: fit. Yeah, they already have guys.
0: Tunyon, like,
1: they, yeah. Dylan,
0: Aaron Jones. Like, right. Their offense just kind of works. And to me, Odell would just kind of add more of like a drama aspect. Yeah, than anything. That Cobb was
1: could. played well, too. Yeah. Even though he got hurt. Oh, yeah, Cobb. I
0: always forget about him
1: the packers defense not that the rams offense is firing on all cylinders but right. the yeah the packers defense is we talked about it a few weeks now they're good Damn. right like other than getting smoked in week 1 against a terrible saints team which i don't know how that happened yeah that's just the anomaly of this yeah, year but other than that they're yeah they're doing their job uh we already mentioned it but san
0: francisco beats minnesota 34 26 and this was This is the deceiving score. Actually, I would say Rams Packers falls in that deceiving because twenty-eight thirty-six does not feel it never yeah. felt that close. No. And thirty-four-twenty six San Francisco, Minnesota feels like it should be closer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Like it was a genuinely great game. Debo Samuel got hurt in this game. Dalvin Cook got hurt in this game. And it was just it's offenses that are clicking, even though there was a report out there now that the 49ers are going to trade Jimmy G after the season and go with Trey Lance next year which wow. I don't know how that gets released else, now. Yeah,
1: and I don't know what else Jimmy G has to do. He's playing well. Yeah, i am I've I feel like
0: this isn't the time to do it, but No, definitely not. I also want to figure out what's the best Jimmy G, G team because if you put a good team around him, like I was thinking the the team that just immediately popped into my head, would Cleveland be that much worse with Jimmy G? Like I just I don't think Baker has
1: it. Right. And maybe it's just his B- Baker's, shoulder. Baker's like a younger version of Wentz. He's good, but you're just waiting for him to make that brutal mistake. Jimmy G doesn't do that. He's a, he's the old uh who's the guy who almost lost his leg, just retired. Uh Alex like, Smith. Yeah. He's an Alex Smith. Like he just will get the job done. He doesn't make silly mistakes. Probably get you to the playoffs,
0: but yeah. not much uh, beyond that. Yeah,
1: because he's not going to make that great throw because he doesn't gamble because that great throw could turn into a, an interception that could cost you the game. Yeah,
0: which is why it's funny that Mac Jones is kind of the evolved version of that where he makes all the smart throws, but then he'll occasionally take that shot. Right. But Jimmy G, like, it, it's funny we're going to look back and say, uh, unless he has some revitalization throughout the rest of his career, of, like, he made a Super Bowl... But I feel like that's we're gonna have to remember the team around him in San Francisco was perfect. Right. Like every other aspect of their team was top five, top three in the league, and that's why they made a Super Bowl. Right. Uh Sunday night, Cleveland, Baltimore. A like deceivingly bad game, even though it yeah. was entertaining.
1: Like how often do you throw four interceptions and still win the game?
0: Yeah, Cleveland just gave them every chance and Baker just never took advantage of the opportunities. And also, every time they showed Lamar on the sidelines, it could have been like two seconds after an interception. It doesn't really seem like he cares. Right. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing, I'm actually yeah, saying yeah. it as a positive that like it doesn't, it doesn't affect phase him. him. Yeah, right, like one he's way just, or another. He's just, okay, I I did that. Let's go to the iPad, let's see what we can do differently. And he pulled the a few times in this game. He did the, I don't know if we talked about the uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, the fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere, and he just
1: kind of throws it up. Lamar did that a few times with Mark Andrews. Yeah. Oh, that was an amazing, they never officially said it was a catch, but it was a catch. Like, totally pass interference. Yeah. Like, not just a casual pass interference. Like, took one arm away from him, so he was forced to make a one-handed grab. But he just threw that up. Like, he was getting smoked along the sideline, Lamar, and just said, here, I'm just going to toss this up there. Again, I just don't like – I wish the NFL would go back to 15-yard. Uh, I don't like the spot fouls because it, it, it's just not right. Because then, okay, then it should be a spot foul if it's the other way. But it's not. It's 15 yards if it's an offensive pass interference. But, it's a again, it could be a 67-yard penalty, right? I'm surprised more teams don't just do that. Well, exactly, because you're you're good. Like if you keep doing that, you're gonna get a call.
0: That was like the Ravens, the Ravens Super Bowl run. Joe Flacco did that all the time. Yeah, he was just just, if you have a big arm quarterback, just throw it up. There's out of all of the options, only one of them is an interception. You could catch it, you get pass interference. Right, there's a lot, a lot of
1: good things that happen if you're the offensive team that's why i don't like it it just it it like almost decides game sometimes yeah you know it, it can flip field position uh, big time uh monday night washington
0: seattle again like does russell wilson almost not look like a starting quarterback right he, now
1: I, I don't i don't know where russell wilson is somebody's wearing number three And it's not Russell Wilson because he's just, like, you could tell he's rusty. Like, he's overthrowing guys. He's just making poor decisions. He's not getting any help from his offensive line. They're just, and Washington's defense isn't that good anymore. No. Right? Like, it's okay, but it's not as good as it was a few years ago. And they were getting to him big time.
0: Yeah, DK Metcalf, two targets in this game. Yeah, like,
1: not even throwing to him. And, yeah, actually, and I, I like the Monday Night guys because um, they kind of show, like, there was a couple times when he when he did throw to Metcalf, and he should have thrown to 16. Ah, uh, Lockett. Uh, yeah, who was wide open in the middle of the field. So he's just making poor decisions. They've got no running game. This team is just, we thought we were a playoff team. Let's scratch them off. I'd scratch them off before oh. i scratch off the Pittsburgh Steelers. Believe it or not, yeah. 3 and 8 you're done.
0: Yeah, Russ Russ tried to be the hero this he, year. He did. And I wonder if he's in Seattle after the season cuz there was those rumors last offseason. Sure.
1: Yeah. I But I, he's got a no trade clause and he can only go to a certain number of teams and I think they all have quarterbacks so it might be tough to move him. I c- I can see them moving on from maybe the coach. Yeah. Get a fresh mind in there. Yeah.
0: I I was just trying to think, because I remember last year it was Chicago, so Chicago won't go after him now. Dallas was one of them, but Dak is definitely better.
2: Right.
1: I think Vegas was one of them. That's an interesting... Yeah, I guess you just... Well, I I don't want to say people are under long-term contract, because there really isn't that many in the NFL, so you could drop a quarterback, and if you want Russell Wilson, you can get him.
0: Yeah, like... I wonder who says no, Russell Wilson for Derek Carr. Like right. I kind of feel like Vegas would say no. Which yeah. is which is wild and maybe Russ just needs an off season to kind of figure this out, but it just it, it it's kinda it's one of those it's very obvious he came back too early.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um a couple I guess headlines. Uh no Daniel Jones this weekend against the Dolphins. So Chalk that up in the Dolphin win category. Do you know <laughs> who the Giants' backup quarterback is? I don't. Mike Glennon. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Miami, let's get them to 5-7. and seven. I wonder if that spread might...
1: 6-7. and seven. They're already 5-7. Oh, yeah, they and 6-7.
0: And seven. Seven. They're coming for 500. They're coming for a playoff <laughs> spot. Uh, Dallas, New Orleans, Thursday night. It's, I guess, a full week off for both teams. Yep. Uh, Taysom Hill is taking... Uh, First team reps for the Saints. Boy, oh, boy. Looks like he's their starting quarterback. We should have a quarterback bowl, but it's like all the quarterbacks you think are fun, but you actually don't want them starting. Right. Like Cam Newton would be the starter of that team. Yeah. Taysom Hill's right there. Yeah. He's fun in the gadget situations. Right. He he works when you kind of give him read option or he can throw a jump pass or something like that. Yeah. But if Taysom Hill is going to lead you on a 10-play drive, it's... Doesn't sound that realistic. No. And not that Simeon is amazing, but it's but he's a g-
1: quarterback though. Taste like, of is he's a
0: gadget. Yeah. Um That is all I've got for the NFL. NHL. Montreal Canadiens fire uh Mark bergevin assistant general manager for about twenty minutes, Trevor Timmons someone else that now I forget the Scott
1: Mellenby resigned Scott Mellenby resigned and that was he wasn't like, going to get the job though that's why I think he because resigned.
0: apparently Bergevin offered or said to Jeff Molson you should give Mellenby the job This right. should be his job especially as the AGM right. yeah and on that Saturday night it was within a couple hours uh, Jeff Gordon the former Rangers GM was hired as the vice president of hockey operations basically an interim GM. Right. And Mellon B resigned within a couple hours. Montreal makes these moves and now this is one of my favorite games we have to play because we have to pigeonhole a French Canadian or I guess maybe not French Canadian. French speaking. French speaking GM into yeah. this into I, this
1: role. I was just gonna say that and my buddy Matt at work said who's a big Montreal Canadians fan, he said the same thing. Like it's too bad because yeah, you're pigeonholing Your team. So now your general manager, you can't get the best candidate. You gotta get this one. Yeah. You gotta get a bilingual one, unfortunately. So, you know, Patrick Waugh's names come Um, up. Of course.
0: But this is this is the best because usually it's oh, you know, the team is interested in this guy or this guy. Right. It was Patrick Waugh saying he's interested in the job. Of course,
1: yes. Because he knows the organization. He knows the pigeonhole gm that they need because he the, he could be the gm and gordon could
0: could run the show i honestly that's what i think they're gonna i th- I heard someone compare it to the raptors like uh hierarchy with messiah Ujiri and bobby webster right because apparently jeff Gordon, it sounds like he's getting control of this team and yeah. whoever the gm is is basically going to be the face
1: right of so, the franchise
0: so yeah. a few patrick wall was one of them i heard Jocelyn Thibault, but he's, like, the head of Quebec Hockey. Right. Which I didn't know that was a job. Um, I heard Danny Breer. Danny Breer, he's running the Flyers. ECHL team. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew Darsh, who's the assistant GM in Tampa Bay. Because, clearly, if you look around the NHL and you look at a guy like Julian Breezewa, you'd say, okay, well, hey, just take that guy. Right. But that guy is coming off back-to-back Stanley, Cup- Stanley Cups. And it's not like the Lightning have slowed down, right? And they locked him up long term. So Darsh would be a good option because that's that's his assistant GM, bilingual, uh, Martin Brodeur. Like, it, it's it's terrible that it just has to be someone French. Yeah, I know. Luongo was brought up. Is he yeah. even bilingual? Yes,
1: he is. Yeah, yeah, he's from Montreal it's, originally.
0: It, it to me. Then just pick a guy like Luongo because clearly it's not someone that's going to be making decisions. Right. That's Jeff Gordon's job, and he right. doesn't want to talk to the media. So throw out even the. To me, the most chaotic situation would be if they've picked a guy like Patrick Watt because he's not he's not just going to listen to Jeff Gordon. No, that's probably why he won't get the job because he's too have. big of a personality, and he's yeah. going to say these are the moves I want to make, and they're going to butt heads immediately.
1: But you know, it would be great if. Um, Kerry Price walked walk by behind the bench and said, I want of Montreal That would be that would be pretty <laughs> that good. That would be right back to Patrick Wow. Whoever
0: hey. whoever gets this job is gonna have to make difficult decisions because more than anything, Montreal needs a direction. Yes, yeah, they don't have what one. What are
1: we? And last year again, let's let's face it, they got lucky. Like again, how many times can they tell you most teams if they don't have the number one center. You got a good chance to beat them.
0: Yeah, you catch you catch the because, Leafs, which we're going to talk about the Leafs. Tavares gets knocked out in game one. Mark Scheifele gets suspended in game one against yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, you face Vegas, who they just stopped They just didn't know how no, to they, put the puck in the
1: net. They, I think, they had lost their center. Too. Well, Chandler Stevenson right. was out. Yeah, they didn't really have a number one center to right. start. He was playing.
0: And then you run into Tampa Bay, who had everybody and. They won a game, they got a game, and I think that's just because Tampa Bay's mayor wanted it to go back, back to Tampa Bay. Right. It's, it's, it's a weird, especially then Vancouver, Montreal play, and I kind of wish they still had Bergevin, even though he wasn't even with the team because he tested positive for COVID.
1: Yeah. How do you fire a guy when he's sick? That's that's really tough. It's like when the Flyers fired Roger Nielsen when he had cancer. Oh my God. Fred Shiro.
0: Was that Fred Shiro? No. Oh, wait. He was the coach. Yeah. I always think because Ray Shiro yeah. was. Yeah.
1: Bobby Clark was the GM and said, well, we didn't give him cancer. That was his answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Um,
0: yeah. Montreal, Montreal plays Vancouver. And I'm like, yes, this is this is going to be the messiest Battle game the ever. Bottom feeders. And then Patterson scores. Because, A nice goal. Yeah. He He did. And Vancouver beats Montreal after Montreal had already broken their losing streak. And I think I said it – I think it was last week. I might have said it too off air. I'm like, I'm so excited for this Vancouver-Montreal game. Yeah. Then Montreal snaps their win streaks. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're just going to lose to Vancouver. And it's not like you fire your GM and then the team suddenly gets fired up like it's a new coach. Right. So, dumpster fires kind of all around in Canada. Uh, Yeah. Including the Ottawa Senators who had a nice I love did you see the highlights and they showed uh Claude Lemieux and Keith Kachuk fighting?
1: Uh I did not see Claude Lemieux but I see I seen Brandon Lemieux fighting. Did I see the, wait, did I say Is it Claude?
0: isn't it his dad?
1: Oh Man. Oh, they were actually fighting. I, th- I thought you meant like the actual fight on the ice. No, no, Brandon no. And- they
0: brought back uh 1996
1: World Cup. It was Keith Kachuk versus oh
0: Claude Lemieux. Gotcha. So they showed those highlights oh, right. before I knew what had happened. Oh, okay. And then they gotcha. brought us to present day where the LA Kings wearing those really right. ugly helmets that you like. Yes. They Now they just wear them every oh, game.
1: Yeah, because they they, people are listening to our podcasts.
0: I tell you. Well, even though we disagree on that. Clearly, I guess they're just listening to you yeah um brandon lemieux and uh brady kachuk laying laying on the ice after a fight and i feel like it's weird that we didn't see it directly but kachuk gets up his hand is bleeding yeah 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 and lemieux bit him
1: yeah oh, like yeah. he's getting suspended
0: he has an in-person this is this is one of my favorite i guess i can't even say post but this is one of my favorite pandemic things with sports is brandon lemieux is having an in-person hearing via zoom right so it's an in-person hearing meaning he gets suspended for five or more games now right and i brady kachuk actually i should pull this up because brady kachuk's quote after this is something we have to embrace in hockey is someone actually answering a question about how they genuinely feel did you hear what he said no um hopefully someone has it oh nice 52 minutes ago uh, Brandon Lemieux suspended for five games. There we go. So there's, there is an update on that. Um, so this is this is the Kachuk quote. Um, this is the one time I'm gonna answer this. I like that he already prefaces it like <laughs> that. It was the most gutless thing someone somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask any one of his teammates. Nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. This guy's a joke. He shouldn't be in the league. This guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team is gonna want him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even people don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. It's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I don't even I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. Wow. So, not holding back there. And then Jonathan Quick decides to throw his hat in the ring, who <laughs> was sitting on the far bench while this happened and basically told Kachuk, Yeah, no, I don't think you got bit. Right. So, how did he start bleeding? It was just, it was such a mess of a situation. I felt like it should have been the lead of this. Obviously, the Montreal thing's a little more important, but. Right. The fact that we're even having this conversation now, we have the suspension five games, but someone, two, one grown man bit another grown man. That's just what I had to boil it down to in my head. He right. just bit him. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's probably the most entertaining part of that game. LA, Ottawa. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. couple of bad teams. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs, who we've kind of, I think we've kind of pushed them to the wayside. Yeah. But... Yeah. Seven straight wins, yep. they dominate their western road trip. Yeah. Um they're firing on all cylinders, they're first in the division. Is it just like are they gonna peak too early? <laughs> Is i just I have to bring up that pessimist question and well, I know they just have to enjoy it right now, yeah. but
1: what well it's the same thing with Leafs, right? What's it gonna be this time? You're mm-hmm. gonna dominate and then you know pull a Tampa Bay against Columbus? losing four straight who knows but yeah they're playing well they're and they should be right they got the roster they're yeah of course the first what six games they didn't i don't i wouldn't say they weren't playing well but they weren't getting the results that they should be and now they are
0: and it's also their top guys producing
1: exactly yeah
0: uh did you see the TNT interview with austin matthews
1: no uh Actually, I might have saw, like, a few seconds of it. So, during the pregame
0: warm-up, Matthews had an earpiece in and a mic on, and the TNT, the NHL on TNT panel, Rick Tockett, Henrik Lundqvist is on it now, Paul Bissonnette, probably forgetting something. I don't know if Gretzky was probably there. They were all asking him questions going through the warm-up. Okay. And I thought this was such a good idea. Right. Because, like, they're asking him, like kind of softball questions like, oh, look, your team's doing well. How are you happy about this and that? And then Rick Tockett gets the last question. He goes, all right, Austin, what are your top three restaurants in Arizona? And I'm like, this is fun. Right. I like this.
1: Like, it's such a good idea of, like – Again, they're li- people are listening to our podcast because that's what we suggested, right? Don't be the boring first intermission where fire- firing on all cylinders, playing at 110%, right? Like, yeah, ask those – like, have you changed up your tape job? You know, are you using a different stick or... Yeah. You know, ask questions that people want to hear the answer to.
0: Right. Like the top three restaurant thing. I heard that. And I'm like, that's great. This doesn't matter at all to what's about to happen in the game. But Tockett right. was in Arizona for a while. Matthew's from yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Like, it was just such a good question. Right. And I hope they realize how successful this was. And now I hope every NHL and TNT game, they pick a superstar have them mic'd up and listen to or have them answer some questions during right, warm-up. Because it's yeah. also, like, it's a good time to do it because it's not like you're in the middle of a game and you can't be like, hey, Austin, uh, how are you doing on the ice there? Like, it's just, it's a good time to talk to them.
1: Or, uh, for sure, it's a good time to talk about it t- to them. And you could use that in your first intermission if you wanted to. Yeah, like, i right? we talk like to them and tape delay it. Yeah, and then, okay, let's go back to the pregame and this is, you know, our interview on ice, yeah. you know yeah Cause it's not like any other sport can really do that no exactly i hope other sports
0: do incorporate that but yeah. i'm just i'm glad the nhl is actually first to something and it's something creative and not just disappointing right <clears throat> uh going back to the senators matt murray put on waivers yeah. unclaimed six million dollars a year and he's going down to the ahl like That's is no one crazy. gonna trade for this guy i don't know Is Ottawa going to have to, like, retain salary to get rid of him? I think this is honestly a great move for Ottawa just because Matt Murray isn't the guy. Now they have Philip Gustafson, and I can't remember who the other goalie is, but they're just going younger in net. And Matt Murray, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, but he's just not the same, not the $6 million player we
2: thought he
1: could be. Yeah, real disappointing.
0: Uh, another disappointing and another guy getting sent down to the age. Evander Kane. Yeah. Making his way back. Uh, put on waivers by the sharks going down to the Miners. They're working out a trade. They talked to the Canucks, which I just thought, I guess I should have written down the Canucks and their whole locker room drama. Apparently Bo Horvat and JT Miller were going at it like right. arguing.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Get pretty <clears throat> ugly for sure.
0: Everybody denied it, which is fine. Whatever. If you put Evander Kane in that locker room, I think that just that just might be the end of the Canucks franchise. Yeah. Like that would just if if the locker room split now, Evander Kane's gonna pick a side and the other half's gonna get traded. Right. Yeah, it, he's
1: not a well liked teammate, that's for sure.
0: Uh we already talked about Canucks Habs. Uh the Seattle Kraken beat Florida, which usually you go okay, whatever, but Florida was undefeated at home to start the year. I think they were twelve and zero, going for thirteen and zero or right. eleven going for twelve, and Seattle beat them four one. And I hope this is just like I know Seattle isn't a playoff team or anything, no. but I hope this is their whole year of just every game we go, ah, oh, look at that, they beat someone, right? And they spoiled something like that, like that might be their biggest win of the year.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. Florida, I would think, is the best team in hockey right now
0: uh a team i was hoping was going to be the best team the new york islanders not only are they they, bad now they're postponed
1: because of covid yeah i'm glad you you rectified that yeah they're not postponed because they're bad they're postponed because of covid
0: yeah this is a rough start especially they began the first month and a bit on the road but i don't think that makes up for just how bad they've looked
1: no, yeah, like I was excited because the Flyers were supposed to play them when they got postponed because the Islanders had lost eight in a row and the Flyers six in a row. So I was looking at the schedule to see when the Flyers play the Islanders because I'd much rather play them now when they're not playing so well because we know they're going to turn it around. But are they going to be able to turn it around fast enough now to come back and make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, it's slowly it's slowly inching towards too late already. Yeah, because of and it's not even they're a bad team; it's just. Everybody in front of them is just, like, I know, again, Philly, six-game losing streak, but, like, Carolina's fine. Like, they're kind of in cruise control already. Yep. The Rangers are probably going to be there. Yep. And then in the Metro, like that third spot, like, I guess it's Washington right now. Yeah. But, like, I could see Washington falling off. Yeah. And then you kind of could turn this dogfight because... I don't think I don't think the Devils or the Penguins or the Blue Jackets right are kind of. I mean, I guess the Blue Jackets are kind of in it right now. They're hanging the, around. That the scrappy yep. team. Yep, yep. They're but,
1: playing, and that's why I'm saying it's tough for the Islanders because these scrappy teams that are supposed to be bad have way better records than the bad Ottawa Senators. Yeah, or like the Red Wings. Yeah, like the Red Wings. Like they're there. How much? How much do I have
0: to invest to buy in? Because like. I'm starting to believe they could be a wild card team. Yeah. Like especially because it's the Islanders and the Flyers would be the two teams cuz at this point the Atlantic is a lot better than the Metro. Just yes. overall. Yeah. Cuz the match the Atlantic has I guess we'll say four good teams. Yeah. I get, and then Boston, I guess Boston's probably the fourth team and then Detroit's they're lingering. Yep. They're playoff, playoff lingering team. I, yep. I I like it. I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, Jack Hughes making his return after 17 games with an injury, and turns around and signs an eight-year, eight million dollar per year contract. A big investment for the Devils, but I yeah. guess he is supposed to be their superstar.
1: Yeah, like he's number one overall pick. So you know, five years from now, we might not we might say it's a steal, yeah. or we might say, oh boy, that's a hefty contract. That's a PK Subban contract. Who's sitting on the team with them? Yeah, one
0: of uh, one of those small con- one of those contracts we call steel. I think he makes five point three million dollars, and this this should be one of the this should be the year they're making the Stanley Cup final. But right. Nathan McKinnon making his return Wednesday against the Leafs, and it's kind of almost like the lightning that Colorado has kind of gained enough steam where I kind of forgot McKinnon wasn't playing,
1: right? Because they're that good, and. And the other teams in their division are that bad.
0: Yeah, like Winnipeg. Like I love Winnipeg. Struggling.
1: The other rough. team's struggling. It's rough. Uh,
0: McKinnon coming back, though, against the Leafs, that's that's going to be a Wednesday night hockey game that I'm going to be watching. Right. Uh, Brad Marchand, because who doesn't love to talk about him? Or Marchand. I don't know. I kind of switch head on saying that. Uh, they played, well, I guess, my birthday to thanksgiving showdown which was an abc like nationally televised game i thought was cool right pretty sure that's like the first nhl game that's nationally televised or i guess abc televised right and the rangers blew out the bruins which i, I still is just a weird weird thought in my head but Marshan just gets under people's skin yeah and artemi panarin throws his glove at him which is just something something i probably would have expected from Marshan himself right but Panarin gets fined five thousand dollars and honestly probably five thousand dollars that's worth it
1: yeah probably
0: and now Marshan I think did he get suspended or just fined? but
1: no he got suspended three games for slew footing
0: Oliver Ekman Larson which it's it's then funny because I heard someone turn around and say well have you seen all the slew foots PK Subban's been doing which I don't think we talked about it but he's has done it a few times this year right but again, Marchand just has that reputation.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. Once you got that bad reputation, it's hard to to get away from it.
0: Besides the playoffs, he just doesn't really get away with that stuff anymore. Right.
2: <clears throat>
0: uh, my last tell story I thought was fascinating. Uh, Team Sweden is currently looking into uh, an exemption from the Olympics because they left Lucas Raymond off of their fifty-five man roster. Right. So they're looking. For an exemption to allow him to be on the team, which is amazing that coming didn't even make the 55-man roster. And now clearly they're asking for this exemption because he would make their team.
1: Right, and there's drug testing that gets included in that. So he would have to be drug tested for the next three months if if they go to the Olympics.
0: Yeah, like Gary Bettman says, they're still committed to it. But I will be skeptical until they are all on the planes yeah. Until then, I'm I'm still just I'm not gonna get my hopes up. Right. Because it just doesn't.
1: Covid starting to ravage the league again.
0: <clears throat> uh, that's all I've got for the NHL to the NBA. Where the, uh, what? I'm, actually, I'll just ask you this because I know you're gonna know which team is which. But what's more impressive, a 17 and two record or a 16 game winning streak?
1: Uh, 16 game winning streak because they started one and three. <laughs>
0: And that is where we sit with the Golden State Warriors and Phoenix Suns who play on TNT. A nice Tuesday. I mean it's a it's a ten thirty Eastern, so it's a late game, yeah. but these teams like again I said it at the beginning, but like this should realistically be these are the two best teams in basketball. Right. And not even like they're oh, someone's hurt, someone's out. They're playing each they're playing each other at the perfect time right. and this should I mean I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but this should be one of the best games of the year.
1: Other than Klay Thompson still out, right? Yeah. That would kind of complete the this game if he was playing.
0: Which was funny that Golden State sent down both Klay Thompson and James Wiseman. And then someone said, Well, you know, it has been a couple of years since Golden State's had a super team, so why not send send two guys to the G League? Right. And that's that's your new super team. Uh on, on Sunday, the Warriors were playing the Clippers, and at this point, we had to find a new, new competition for Steph Curry, and it turned into the refs because there was a no call, and he over not overreacted. He reacted. Right. The refs gave him a tech, and instead of freaking out more, he just hit a casual three-pointer, and and then a lot of people went two different ways with this, if you saw this highlight. So he hits the three, and then he does the T motion, And did you think it was him calling a timeout Timeout. for the Clippers? Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Because then everyone's like, oh, look, he's giving the refs a technical. I'm like, well, no, because that would probably give him another technical and he'd get kicked out of the game. Right. But he hits this great three and then calls a timeout. To me, that's kind of even better. Yeah. And the Warriors cruise to another win. And to me, the 17-2 and record sounds even better when you say, well, they've only lost in regulation once. Yeah they lost an overtime one of those games this this is just the the best storyline in basketball and i'll probably talk about it every episode even if they lose against the suns again then it's just a 17 game win streak for the suns but it's fun that this warriors team is like just as dominant as they were before they had
1: kevin durant right just a four-year hiatus i guess
0: yeah uh i also saturday night i watched uh the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat play. And besides the Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan bromance, which right. brewed once again, these are just two genuinely good teams. And it was a good game down to the wire. The Heat ended up winning. And it just made me think I, I just want to see these teams in the playoffs. Like the Bulls, we tried to call bullish, and I was right there with you. Yeah. They just proved us wrong. They're just a good team. Yeah. Again, in the playoffs, do I think they're a championship contender? No, but. They could It'd win a round. House. Yeah. Maybe two. Like, if, if things break the right way, if everyone's playing at their highest level, they could make the conference finals. Like, it's not completely out of the question, at least for now. Uh, <clears throat> a tale of the first and second overall pick, Zion Williamson, is back to full condition, full practice. So, full contact. Full, con- full contact practice. He'll be out there soon. And then a lot of people are then going to start bringing up his weight because he does look a little bigger. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're not on the court, what do you, what do you expect? Do you think he's going to lose weight? He's a big guy anyways. On the flip side, John Morant sprains his knee. And I think we're just lucky it was that. The way he kind of jumps the risks he takes. Right. It seems like a torn ACL was in in the realm of possibility for him i feel bad uh someone that i go to school with is at the raptors game tonight which i'm pretty sure is what you're watching as we're recording
1: yeah they're down by eight
0: yeah so i mean they were down what like 20 something
1: yep yeah, three minutes to go
0: and all we're within two all all this guy wanted to see was john morant and he bought those tickets a few weeks ago and right. john morant gets hurt it sucks when stuff like that that happens uh ennis Cantor. uh couple couple news stories for him uh he's gonna become a legal u.s citizen i think it's today or tomorrow and he's changing his name to Ennis Cantor freedom why uh i don't know probably because he's a u.s citizen i don't i don't really know the reason but he also wore freedom on his back during the bubble okay so now he's we're slowly following into not that he's going to be i don't even know what we call him run our test but he became Metal world peace it's, it's slipping into that territory but i think he's doing it for a productive reason at
1: least gotcha
0: uh demarcus cousins is going to be headed back to the nba the milwaukee Bucks signed him to a one-year non-guaranteed contract brooke lopez is hurt right now they need a center and honestly demarcus cousins is just kind of checking off all the boxes of contenders to play for he played for the warriors he played right. for the lakers he's looking for a ring Ring chasing, not not a bad thing. Nope. But it's more embarrassing when it's that obvious that you're doing it, and it kind of feels like he goes, okay, well, who won the title last year? All right, we'll go there. I'll head to that team. <laughs> uh, John Wall said that he wanted to play. He wants to play for the Houston Rockets again. For those who don't know, I think he's the highest salary in the NBA right now at $45 million per year as someone told me the most expensive assistant coach you could have um after sitting down with rockets management he's still not going to play which i know that really sucks for him i wonder if it's if he gives back money right they could buy him out and he could go play somewhere else but clearly he just wants to play basketball and for houston it's all about money yeah which is kind of the disappointing thing with sports sometimes uh, Michael Porter Jr. from the Nuggets—he's done for the year. He's had a back injury that's kind of lingered since he was in college, and it's why he fell in the draft. And now for the Nuggets, they're gonna get Jamal Murray back, and Jokic had a bit of an injury, but he's back. This feels like it could be a giant blow to the Nuggets season. Right. Uh, Kemba Walker taken out of the Knicks rotation altogether.
1: Yeah, that's too bad.
0: He like a few years ago was like a superstar, and yeah. now. Like, is he going to be lucky to find an NBA job? Because clearly he's not going to be in Knicks soon enough. So, is there another team that's going to take a chance on him? Probably. I hope so. He's, like, one of the happiest guys in the NBA. But he's just not the same player he once was. Right. Finally, LeBron James is in COVID protocols, or health and safety protocols, they call it. He could be out for 10 days. Again, it's the two... Two negative tests in twenty four hours, and you can be back. And it's still, it's still the NBA. It kind of shows almost their seriousness. With it doesn't matter who you are, right? Because I am sure a lot of leagues would go, okay. Well, you are our best guy, so we'll we'll let this slide, right? But LeBron and health and safety protocols. Uh, That is my last NBA story. MLB free agency. There were a couple signings, maybe, maybe just a few. Uh, the New York Mets went on a spending spree.
1: Yeah. Do they make the playoffs? No. I
0: know it's November. Well,
1: it's maybe December. It's the I was going to call it the AFC East, <laughs> but it's the National League East, so anything's possible there.
0: So they sign Starling Marte, Mark Canna, Eduardo. I was about to say Eduardo Rodriguez, who already signed with the Tigers. Eduardo Escobar, and then they give Max Scherzer. A three-year, $103 million deal. Average annual value of $43 million a year.
1: That's crazy.
0: Does this... I I know it's going to sound dumb of me to turn this into a Yankee thing. Does this take some pressure off Garrett Cole?
1: Yeah, probably. Not the highest-paid
0: pitcher anymore? That's right, yeah. It's it's good for the Mets because I didn't even think about it, and then it just kind of dawned on me that Jacob, De- Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer are now a 1-2 punch. Yeah. And I guess the Mets, saving grace, will be trying to win games 2-1 or one nothing
1: uh, When those two guys are starting, then everything else will have to win 8-7. <laughs> All offense. Which I don't even know who their <laughs> 3, 4, and 5 guys are. Right? Because Stroman's gone. Yeah,
0: he's not coming back.
1: Keep thinking Mats, but he was... <laughs> toronto last year and now he's in st louis it seems like it will be player a player b player c yeah it'll be
0: whoever wants to fill out that rotation exactly come take a million dollars or less and you can be in this great rotation uh san diego traded adam frazier to the mariners it's just a weird weird move that you traded him traded for him in the regular season like other Padres, thinking they're gonna regress now, Cause if, I don't know. Because it feels like the Dodgers didn't. The Dodgers got significantly worse. Absolutely. You lose Scherzer. Yeah. We'll talk about Corey Seager. Max yep. Muncy tours UCL. Right. So he's probably not playing this year. Yeah. Feels like that division could be at least a little more wide open. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the poverty line Tampa Bay Rays signed Corey Kluber. Yep. Good signing. Good one, signing yep. one year, $8 yep. million dollars per year. But as the Tampa Bay Rays do, because maybe it's something about Florida, you can't just have a good team. You have to start selling off pieces if, you, if you're you <laughs> spending money. Because in order to save money with this Corey Kluber deal, right. they went and traded Joey Wendell to the Marlins, and they're also talking about trading Kevin Kiermeyer. Wow. Because the Rays just can't have anything nice. No. We're going to... We have a Rania who I don't even think they've given a contract to. Right. We got Wander Franco. Give him 11, 11 years, hundred and eighty right. million. Yeah. Give Corey Kluber eight million. Okay, we gotta gotta start shedding some money. Right. It's just, it's so disappointing because if they had better owners or yeah. just some more money, yeah. Or moved half their team to Montreal, they would just. If they could just support a bigger payroll, like. They could be contenders for the next decade for sure, but they're just not going to spend that money. No. Uh, <clears throat> extension. Uh, Minnesota and Byron Buxton, seven years, a hundred million. Yep. Good deal. Yeah. Probably not going to be a good team. Right. I don't know why you signed that. I know he's the face of your franchise, but what's what's Minnesota's trajectory? And if anyone tells me
1: up. Uh, well, wow. again, they're playing in the American League Central. It's wide open. I,
0: I think they're the – I think best-case scenario, they're the fourth-best team in that division. Okay. I honestly think they're the worst team. I think Kansas City Maybe will be better than them. Yeah, Detroit's improved. Oh, yeah, Detroit's like – Detroit's second? Yeah, probably, no. I oh, don't. That division is terrible. <laughs> um, the Texas Rangers, I guess Texas probably went on a bigger spree than we, the Mets.
1: Yeah for sure especially on their middle infield
0: the underrated signing was john gray so they get a starting pitcher in there four years 56 million and they turn around they sign marcus Simeon, seven years 175 million right one of those deals where i'm sorry this this is where my mind goes but i just kind of say okay so you don't want to win you want some big money
2: yeah exactly
0: like Texas is not a contending team. They've no. definitely got better. Yeah. But this isn't a World Series team. No.
1: They're yeah. They're still they might be lost still. Because the Angels have gotten better. Houston's still good and I guess Oakland the if, yeah, they they, right, if they sell off everyone. They do the garage sale.
0: Um and I remember this was a big sticking point with the Jays was Marcus Simeon wanted to play shortstop. Right. He is a shortstop. I'm going to play shortstop. Right. Why did Texas then sign a shortstop?
1: I don't know, for a lot of money.
0: Corey Seager, which, again, was was the guy I wanted for the Yankees. This is definitely not the contract I would have given him. No. Ten years, $325 million. Yeah. And my question turns into, okay, who's playing second base? Because, in my opinion, (laughs) it should probably be Corey Seager. I think Marcus Simeon is the better Better defender. Better defender, yep, yep. And they add some good bats. It then makes me turn around and say, like, did so the Yankees just trade Joey Gallo back to the Rangers?
1: They they are uh, opening. They are listening to offers for Gallo.
0: It's just, it's not a guy they need. The Yankees yeah. need a left-handed bat.
1: Well, he is a left-handed bat, but they need a left-handed bat that can hit.
0: Yeah, that's true. A productive average, left-handed average. bat. So it's, I guess it's still Rizzo. Possibly. Matt Olson. Yep. Yeah. Or if they want, if they want Options. the big fish, they can yep. still go and get Freddie Freeman. Yep. I don't think he'll leave Atlanta. I but don't think so. But if you the Yankees never know. gave him the money, right? It'd be hard, hard to hard to deny. Um, the Kevin Gosman, Robbie Ray. I know it's not a trade, but it right. it feels that way because Ray signs a five-year, one hundred and fifteen million dollar deal with the Mariners. Yep. Not not the worst deal. Seattle yep. wants to contend, so right. go get the Cy Young winner. Not a bad deal. Yeah, the Blue Jays get Kevin Gosman with formerly of the Giants. Yeah, five years, one hundred and ten million. So you saved five million, and I'm gonna throw it out there that Gosman might be the better pitcher.
2: Could be. Yeah,
0: especially you throw. I think now we should give credit to the Jays, and you give any pitcher a. A pitching coach like pete walker because clearly he worked magic yeah did it with robbie ray and got him a Cy young and yep. got him this big contract i like to me i look at it and i know the jays lost marcus Simeon, so definitely they didn't get better no but i don't know how much worse they got right they just kind of now they now their rotation is barrios gosman ryu who that's the spot he should be in right maybe even you could throw alec manoa ahead of him and you have Nate Pearson, like, the Jays are going to be a good team. Yeah. And I still – I think they're going to find a second baseman. I don't know if they're going to make a trade or if it's uh, a signing. Right. They're going to fill that spot with someone. Yeah, for sure. And I wonder, who's their third baseman now? Because I know – because a guy that I was thinking about, if the A's are doing this yard sale – well, someone like Matt Chapman, if you threw him in that Jays yeah, lineup, right? Not that he would be the exact same as Marcus Simeon, but I right. imagine his production wouldn't be as far, off, be that far off, right? Just some some food for thought. I'm I'm trying to help Jays fans out here. Uh, we talked, we mentioned Max Muncy, so the Yankees now are talking to Texas about a shortstop, Isaiah Keener Valefa, who was okay. a Gold Glover this year. And it's just gonna get pushed to the wayside with the Rangers. I don't know really know much about him besides that he won a Gold Glove and he's a shortstop. Right. If it's a if it's a stopgap, because clearly that's what the Yankees are getting. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look this guy up because I hope he is a left-handed hitter. That would be. Uh, he is not. He is a righty, but. The Yankees, the Yankees need someone to fill in for, what, a year or two before they can get a guy like Volpe up?
1: Exactly, yep. Um,
0: Javier Baez signed a deal that I was not expecting. Did, no. Did everyone, like, I don't know if everyone was in this camp, but I just thought he was going back to the Mets.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought, too, or going back to the Cubs.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would have been a good move. Instead, he's now going to the Tigers because the Tigers are making crazy moves uh six years 140 million and i'm gonna say i still i still think carlos correa is gonna go to the tigers i think they're gonna have this crazy payroll i'm honestly surprised now that the tigers wouldn't have gone and got for a lander back like i just felt like that would have been a great story but right. they got bias and i don't think carlos correa is too far behind and in terms of middle infield Baez Correa is probably one of the better middle infields in baseball. For sure. My last baseball story, and we're going to love this, it's playoff expansion. See, again, people are listening to our podcast. It is not confirmed, but this is from Jesse Rogers, VSPN. So, first thing, and this is what we all want, 14-team playoff. Yep, It's the perfect number. Yep, 16, you could say it's not half the league making it.
1: Right. Fourteen teams, seven each side. Makes the hundred and sixty two regular season game worth it.
0: Yeah. The number one seed gets a buy into the divisional round. Yeah. Again, you are the best team in baseball throughout yep. the year. You deserve yep. something like that. Uh the other two division winners will get to pick their opponents. Oh boy. The higher seed hosts all three games in the wild card round.
1: Yep. I like
0: it. If you're the higher seed, you should get a, yep. a real a advantage. advantage. Yep. Uh again I feel like baseball is really trying to push this picking your opponent thing, <laughs> but it, I feel like we all know it's going to be okay. Team number two. All right. We're going to pick the team with the worst record that made the playoffs. Like, I feel like, I i mean, hopefully this would create something like the end of the year with that whole log jam of Seattle, Toronto, Boston, right. and the Yankees that they were picking. Oh, do you want home field advantage or do you want to pick who you want to play? I right. hope I hope there is some like, oh wow! Look, the Yankees were the number two seed and they picked the Jays, even though they're the top wild card team, because they right. think they can beat them in a three game series. Right. Come like on. they want to create stuff like that. Yeah. I'm all for it. It's it's at least entertaining because they'll probably do a whole show and they'll have yes. a representative from each team. And That's right. Pe- uh, we it's like a draft. We select to play. Right. The Giants. It it's fun. Baseball's trying to have fun. Yeah. We gotta That's give some the right credit. Thing. Yep. Uh to college football. We're again now all in on college football the last <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> Michigan, Ohio State. For the first time since 2011 and I loved seeing the Denard Robinson highlights, because those are the first Michigan teams I've i, I ve- like remember. vividly remember. Right. I haven't beat Ohio State since, and I can't even lie, going into this game. Not high expectations. No. CJ yep. Stroud looks like he could be a Heisman candidate. Yep. Ohio State's firing on all cylinders. They absolutely destroyed Michigan State. Yeah, for And that, sure. And that was the team Michigan lost to. Yeah. And I guess it's the big house was the real, to me, difference in this game. And the snow. The snow definitely had an impact. 110,000 fans. Yeah. And Haskins goes for five touchdowns. Uh, McNamara just kind of. Again, it's not a it's it's not a run and gun offense. It's and he didn't do it ball. at all.
1: They they still went with two quarterbacks. Yeah,
0: not as much. I no, found no, McCarthy the, the, was more he, in yeah, limited. Was there? Hutchinson, I I forgot that he, like I didn't think he was going to be that high of a draft pick last year. But he they had the story before of I'm coming. I wanted to come back because I wanted to beat Ohio State. It's kind of pathetic on both teams' end. That, like, all you care about is beating the other. Like, that's the game you care about all year. Yeah. Like, I could be realistic about that. But I know every Ohio State fan will go, well, look at the last 10 years. That doesn't matter. If you win next year, you're going to be like, oh, cool, we won this one. So last year doesn't matter. Right. It's it's a great rivalry, but it is embarrassing to be, like, to for Michigan to have a sign that says, what are you doing today to beat Ohio State? Like, it's... It's kind of weird to be that obsessed with another team.
1: And it was huge cuz like the after party on the field. It's like they won a national championship. That was
0: like you couldn't even move. My no. favorite my favorite part besides Harbaugh trying to like maneuver his way after his interview right. was Jawan Howard on the field. Yeah. yeah. And he looked
1: as excited as any fan. It's again the Michigan Ohio State rivalry. It's it's true. It's too bad they're in the same uh division. Of the big Ten. that
0: it's not an se or a uh, big 10 championship yeah game.
1: i know they never had one before because that used to be the unofficial big 10 championship game but now yeah it's almost a letdown michigan has got to play iowa like iowa could end up winning the big 10 and like everyone's going to forget like oh yeah michigan beat ohio state
0: it's not going to matter right? unless and they, they get into both the playoffs and they're both out of the playoffs which would be
1: strange next yeah, it's right? not like
0: it's not like Iowa's going to win and get into the playoffs no, like they're the no. 16th team exactly. right exactly
1: if they win that yeah they might move up 5 or 6 spots or something but
0: again i i think i think i can call myself a realistic fan the college football playoff rankings come out and it's not a surprise michigans in the top 4 yep but Again, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, we got to be humble about this. Why is Michigan
1: two? Because they beat Ohio State. That was two.
0: But to me, like, they were, so they're fifth going into the week. Yeah. and You beat number two. Yeah. To me, that doesn't put them above Alabama or Cincinnati. Well, it's because
1: Al- Alabama won in quadruple overtime against a non-ranked team. So that's why they're not going to move up and they could move down if a team played better than them that week that's that's how it's all based on
0: i guess i also i think it's just because i don't actually there's none of the i don't want to play georgia or alabama (laughs) but i also think cincinnati will not have a fun time if they're playing georgia i think i think if this is our playoff because if everybody wins this is what it's going to be right i think this is a pretty good playoff yeah like I and again, obviously, everyone could turn around and say, "Well, Michigan's gonna obviously be happy." Georgia is just like they killed Georgia Tech. Yeah. Like, it was not close. Well, it,
1: just like Georgia Tech got killed by Notre Dame the week before by pretty much the same score.
0: Yeah, and like yeah, Bama ekes out the win. Cincinnati is just they're they're plugging they're plugging along. Right. <clears throat> uh, I guess I'll do championship weekend before we do the coaches. Um, out of. I guess it's not a power. It's the power five, but like the six conferences that matter because we have to count the AAC right now because like I'm going to let's do like, I don't, we're not rankings, but like Georgia Bama is a must watch. Yeah, that yeah. is the best That's the game best of the weekend. The
1: best game of the weekend for sure.
0: Utah, Oregon might be good. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Well, wait, didn't Utah already beat Oregon? Yep. That was what they got killed. Yep. I guess. Okay. Revenge. But then, doesn't really matter much for the playoff.
1: No, it won't have any playoff implications.
0: Michigan, Iowa, pretty big deal. Michigan wins, they're in. If they lose, it's fascinating.
1: And I I would love to see that just to see, again, this is how you are going to expand the playoffs because now someone's not getting in, right? Because unfortunately, because Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference, they're cheering for teams like Iowa to win. So they can get in because they don't have an extra game. Yeah, they're just yeah they're they're sitting idle for the last
0: for last week and this week.
1: That's right, and they're watching TV, watching games. So like their fate is not in their hands at all. (laughs) Uh, Pitt, Wake Forest, that is not a terrible ACC
0: championship, but for the ACC championships we're used to when it's usually it's Clemson against somebody trying well, to get into the playoff yeah now it's Pitt, wake forest and honestly to me the best part of this game will be pitt's jerseys i, I just i love that blue and yellow combo right um oh oklahoma state baylor That'll i guess be a good game good game and i guess a little implication because yep. ohio state the, or uh, oklahoma state's sixth because notre dame's fifth right i'm pretty sure i'll double check but
1: baylor is right there too baylor was eighth, i think so, yeah, they're hoping, like, one of those two teams, again, they would have to smoke, I think, the other team, right? So Baylor's hoping they just blow out Oklahoma State or vice versa, So and Michigan or Cincinnati loses, and we know Alabama or Georgia are going to lose. Again, just makes it real interesting. It's funny because the
0: the easiest way this goes is Georgia beats Bama. Right. Because then – you, everyone would say, well, Bama has two losses, but yeah. both of those losses were the number one team, and they were the yeah. number one team after, what, week two or week three of the yeah. season? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State seven and Bay- Baylor's eight. Right.
1: So that'll be a good game. It'll be entertaining.
0: It's so confusing when there's... Oh, I was like, what is the playoff ranking? Why is Michigan fifth? But it's not updated on my phone. Um... I was like, I know the AP top twenty-five and the playoff are usually pretty close. Yeah, I always love looking at the coaches because there's always like one little bias in there. Like, actually, maybe not seeing it now, but uh, in the last game, Houston, Cincinnati, again, like it—it's maximum chaos. But like, if Cincinnati loses, yeah, they're not in the playoff. Nope. <laughs> No, it, it's not but like
1: Alabama th- could lose two, have two losses and still be in. Yeah, this right? college that's football where, is weird. That's where you got to expand because then you'll never have that argument. And as long as you have eight teams in, no one is ever going to complain about team number nine. Or twelve teams in, no one's going to complain about the thirteenth team. It just won't happen. Because I think about the twelve team this year, and it's like,
0: okay, Ohio State lost two right. games, but right. they're still getting in, right? Because they're still a team that deserves it, right? They deserve to be one of the top twelve teams,
1: for sure. Yeah, like yeah. So imagine your first round matchup—you get Ohio State and Georgia. That's a pretty good game, yeah, for a quarterfinal, yeah, <clears throat> or whatever you want to call it.
0: Uh, we're not going to see Oklahoma this weekend, but some Oklahoma news. I guess not. We'll, we'll. I'll still hold off on a second, just to say Spencer Rattler, who was the number one quarterback in yeah. his class, is transferring right and everyone's trying to figure this out that everyone just tries to figure this out before the guy actually leaves right Well, everyone went well look at arizona or arizona state they that's where he's from that's the easiest choice i don't think he would go to usc but like it's in the back of my head of like lincoln riley did recruit him to go to oklahoma right why wouldn't he try to bring him along to usc yeah which was the craziest shocker of a of a Monday morning to, or maybe even it was late Sunday night, that Lincoln Riley, who's been the Oklahoma coach for the last five six years, yep, is now turning around and what he's calling the biggest job in college football in USC, yeah, like when's the like wasn't the last time USC like they that they were really good was the Pete Carroll like the Reggie yeah. Bush Matt yep. Leinart teams, yep. But I guess just because it's L.A., like that's your appeal to going. Yeah, that's definitely not a move I was expecting. But it it made me think, Lincoln Riley's making this move knowing, in next year, two years, two years, they're going to the SEC. Yeah, clearly he doesn't want to go and play SEC teams, right? Because that's just not how Oklahoma is built, right? On the flip side, Brian Kelly goes from a program in Notre Dame that, kind of almost. The reason why they're probably not making the playoff, kind of shafting themselves, yep. is not being in a conference besides last year when they were yep. in the ACC. Right. They're just this independent and, oh, we're Notre Dame. We don't have to be in a conference. Right. And I don't know. In my mind, I just see it as Brian Kelly's kind of fed up with that kind of arrogance.
2: Right.
1: For right. a team
0: that doesn't – or for a team that is usually in playoff contention. Yeah, yeah.
1: And but now, they, they're not always playing – top-ranked teams like again they're playing the rivalry games against the uscs but the uscs aren't always good yeah right or stanford yeah right?
0: it's, it's it's a big big name schools but they're not always yeah contenders. they're not always
1: good yeah so that hurts them
0: and brian kelly turns around and says you know what this team won a national championship a couple of years ago ed orgeron it was kind of a foregone conclusion like that he was going to be out at lsu right didn't see that coming but no Brian Kelly goes to LSU and this is this is kind of like a stock up stock down of like I have a little bit less respect for Lincoln Riley because he's gonna leave before they go to the SEC right and Brian Kelly says you know what SEC bring it on like he just
1: you know that's where you have a chance to win
0: yeah that's your you're jumping into the competition at that point right I, I, I thought that was two fascinating moves because it's not like they were, like, at the end of their contracts. Like, it's it's weird that they could just jump schools. Yeah. I guess it's also just school, though. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And then people are trying to bring up Cliff Kingsbury. is going to come back to college. How many NFL coaches go back to college besides Urban Meyer? Because he's, he's bound to come back.
1: Uh, the Alabama.
0: Again, guys that so, aren't that's good. That's it, though. Yeah. Uh, that is... Oh, I've got. So let's get to your bad,
1: good and great. The okay. Raptors lose? Yes, they did. Ah. Memphis. Um, bad. Yeah, Memphis without their best player. It's not good 10 and 14. Bad. I'm going to start off with all the stuff we're talking about for college football. Shouldn't we be talking about this and shouldn't this only be able to happen at the end of the year? Like it bothered like what if Notre Dame Gets into the number four spot. They don't have a head coach. Nope. For the player. It, it's it's like going to the Stanley Cup semifinal and Cooper saying, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm going to go coach the Red Wings next year, but I'm going to leave now.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Because usually it's players that are saying, I'm going to the NFL draft. I'm going to train. Sure. For a bowl game, that doesn't matter. But right, it is definitely not a great move to just say you know what if things break the right way we could be in the college football playoff but i need to go start recruiting for lsu which is why
1: those moves were made now i get it but again january 12th like as soon as the championship college football game is over that should be the end of the season that's when you can just like any other sports season (laughs) right it just – anyway, I didn't even have that as my bad, but you just – you forced me to talk about that because it just doesn't make sense. I feel I feel bad for – again, If what if Notre Dame gets in? I guess Kelly's thinking they, they don't make the playoffs, so I might as well leave now. Yeah. But anyway. Definitely
0: not saving the face.
1: Um, couple things on the bad side. It's not real bad, but it's uh, Coach K's final year, so he's retiring right at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of – it just seems like he's been there forever and there shouldn't ever be another coach there. No. The,
0: the Mike Krzyzewski era and the Roy Williams era kind of yeah. – I mean, it's, it's definitely not a good thing for college basketball that they're leaving. There's going to be some fresh blood. I'm pretty sure John Shire, who is, like, one of the better Dukies of all time, is going to be their new head coach. Right. But it's kind of like the weird, like – Derek Jeter almost. Like, is it a retirement tour? Like, are people gonna give him gifts or right. are they gonna let him go with a middle finger and say good riddance? You've ruined <laughs> the last thirty years of college basketball right. because of
1: the amazing program you built. Yeah, fair enough. Um next bat is Tiger Woods. I- I'm glad he's he's healthy. It just and I figured he wouldn't play golf again, but just the inevitable press conference saying I'm pretty much done. But I'm not quite done.
0: I was gonna say he kinda he kinda left the door open. A
1: little bit, but like he's gonna play maybe a couple tournaments. He'll play the masters because he's the champion there and yeah. you know, he'll do that. But other than that, he almost lost his leg. So yeah, I like get am- it. Amputation right? being yeah.
0: on the line was pretty wild and like Did the- you hear that conversation? I just saw as that. the
1: journalists. Okay, so the journalists <laughs> Because by the sounds of the interview, he didn't want to talk about the accident. So people were asking him questions. He was being real short. Um, so I guess when they asked him that question about uh, am- amputation, he said, yes, it was on the table. And I guess it kind of got the interviewer off guard. And he said, and he ha- I have another question. And I can't remember what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's rough. Yeah. So they played that a couple times on... Uh, What's corn uh, Heiser? What's oh, uh, it called?
0: Uh, not around the horn. Uh, pardon yeah. the interruption. Right.
1: So that, they played that a couple times. Like you got to have a, another question written down and ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. That it's it feels like at this point he's just gonna Tiger will be more of just like a gimmick to golf that he'll show up occasionally. Yeah, but it's not like he's a pro golfer anymore. No.
1: Yeah, like you said, his back is killing him and his leg now. Right. So yeah. So anyway, um, for my good, just, yeah, NCAA football games. It was some real good games this weekend. Like, Alabama should have lost. <laughs> they weren't even in that game. They won Auburn a, played so well. They won a two-point conversion contest. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a game for Auburn. Again, those games are – it's almost like a di- – well, it is a division game. But, again, they're no matter where they are in the standings, the Iron Bowl is usually a – a good game yeah o- it was oklahoma oklahoma state same thing yeah it's always always a good game regardless of the standings but both those games obviously meant something right auburn wins and oklahoma wins and it's a different story and like the playoff format does
0: like ohio state come back into the conversation
1: yeah probably if bama, right?
0: and if bama loses
1: yeah that's so, what i mean you need more teams because this is this is what's going to start to happen.
0: The, th- the thought exercise should be more of like, well, if Iowa wins, like, do they get into the playoff? And it's right. the 12-team playoff. Yeah, exactly. It'll be less of like, you'll know the good teams are just like, Ohio State is going to finish like sixth this year, and right. they should realistically be in the playoffs. Right.
1: Yeah, they were that good. They just had, again, the teams they lost to, Oregon at Oregon the time. At the time, top five team and, and Michigan, Michigan a top five team. So uh, anyway. Hail to uh, the Victors. That's right. Uh we well, are good. Um uh, so kinda like you following college football the last couple of weeks, I usually follow the C F L. So playoffs started this weekend. There's always good games when it's playoff time. The first game was good, wasn't great. Snowy. It was snowy, yeah. And, but uh Hamilton kind of took it to them. Um and it's now only the uh, second time in 35 years that Toronto and Hamilton have played in the Eastern Conference Final. Wow. Which is surprising. And with the rivalry that they have.
0: It's funny that Hamilton's going to come to Toronto with a chance to win and go back to Hamilton for the Grey Cup.
1: Right. Yes, exactly. Um and then the other game which was a good game. Calgary, um, Saskatchewan, I that's definitely right. watched that one. Oh, okay. Uh, so that went to overtime. So that he, the second quarterback on Sunday to throw four interceptions and win was our uh, buddy. Uh, F- uh starts with an F. Fucos. Why can I not think of it
0: now? I keep. Wondering. Well, I was more surprised in the first game that Montreal's short yardage quarterback was Shea Patterson because I was thinking about Michigan Ohio State games. And they're like, right. and Shea Patterson runs for the first down. I'm like, wait, like. The Shea Patterson, and he runs to the sideline. He's like, and then all I hear is former Michigan quarterback, and it's like, oh yeah, good good for Shea Patterson. Uh, for uh, for for Fajardo, Fajardo.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Man, like he's he's nominated for most outstanding player this year, but yeah, like it was kind of one of those like Mahomesian games where, right, at the end of the game, like he still had all the confidence in the world,
1: and one guy had a hat trick for interceptions in the first half for Calgary. I
0: didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah,
1: three out of the four. Eek. But uh good and, quarterbacks and win. And the battle of the Dickens Dickinsons. I didn't know that they were That was really the cool. The other brother was the head coach for Saskatchewan. So nah, that was Craig and Dave. Yeah, there you go.
0: Good for good for Saskatchewan though. Like it, it kind of feels like in the east it feels a little more open that Hamilton could beat Toronto. Right winnipeg though it's it's interesting because it's the conversation of they clinched the division in like october right So they haven't had to play meaningful games when saskatchewan down the stretches not that they really have to fend off bc but it was more of trying to get home field advantage so i wonder if winnipeg having this time off is going to be a disadvantage
1: yeah usually isn't like i would say like nine times out of ten the the home team wins the the conference uh finals just because they had the week off and get the rest. It doesn't seem to, but we'll see. That's the mm-hmm. way they
0: play the games. Yeah, it's. I feel like they should play them on Saturdays. Like I just going
1: up against the NFL. You're just you're never gonna win. Right. Yeah. Exactly. uh Then going for the great, obviously your Michigan Wolverines pull off the great win, and it, it <laughs> you was... were about to say upset. It was an upset. Oh, for sure it was an upset. Yeah, but it just didn't feel like that. Like I just kept waiting for Michigan to make a mistake, and <laughs> it just didn't happen. I was kind of waiting for it, too. I yeah. was waiting,
0: not even for a mistake. I was just thinking, are they just going to fall apart? Right. And they just kind of controlled the ball. And yeah. once they were up in the second half, that's when I was kind of like, okay, they just, maybe they just are going to win. Yeah. Maybe they just have it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, then my other great... Uh, was the Gonzaga-Duke game, which could have been a national championship final game that I watched. It was unbelievable. Uh, This Chet Holmgren and uh, Paola Benchero, I guess, are the top 1-2 rated uh, players. Wow, they really look good. They really look good. And so did uh, Williams for um, uh, Duke. He had like five or six block shots and... But anyways, really entertaining game. Yeah, now now
0: Duke takes over as number one.
1: Right, exactly. And it's
0: one of those, I don't remember the last time they were number one. Yeah, it's been a while, but, but they're, all, they're always in the mix. And Gonzaga now is going to have that one loss, and it's pretty realistic. It could be their only loss this year before yeah. the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Because they kind of just run through the West Coast. Holmgren's been a guy for the last couple of years. People have been it's been on the radar he's probably gonna be a one and done and be in the nba next year the only thing that kind of concerns me and like paolo did expose this he's tall but he is skinny right and to put on some weight if there's a guy bigger than him like paolo right they can they can bully him around for sure but he is like every every skill set you want for an nba player like Dribble, pass, shoot, excellent. His defense is actually a lot better than yeah. I thought it would be. For a big man, yeah, like he does it all. Yeah. It's, it's more of what can't he do, and it's just I don't really see him take that many mid-range shots, but that's not really what basketball
1: is now. No, exactly, yeah. Um, I do have a couple of other items because I always like taking pictures for fans. Here's the Thanksgiving Dallas Cowboy fans with beer <laughs> bottles around his head that looks like a turkey. Oh, it's a, I, I didn't even know. I looked
0: at the other guy first, oh. who has a like looks like a Coneheads helmet and right. then a turkey on top. Yeah, that was like one of the most watched games for the NFL. I really? Yeah. I think in I don't know what their comparison was, but I think it was like I think it was the most watched Thanksgiving game ever. Wow. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Like, I just, not that I thought the NFL was dead, but I I didn't think it would somehow pick up momentum. Like, I
1: didn't think more people would start watching. Right. And then I got one more bad for you, which is part of the Thanksgiving Detroit Lions. So here's their current drought. The last winning season they had was 2017, which that surprises me in itself. And their last playoff appearance was 2016, which kind of surprised me, too. The last time they won a division, nineteen ninety three. Oh God. Last time they won a playoff game was nineteen ninety one. And the last time they won a championship was nineteen
0: fifty seven. Wait, they won a championship? Yeah. Oh,
1: I didn't even Well, think before they'd... it was the NFL it was so, yeah, the before it was the Super Bowl. Pre Super Bowl era. Yeah.
0: Still a championship nonetheless.
1: Yeah. That's I think they're only one. That's
0: that's rough. I was thinking I was thinking when we were talking about the games, I'm like I feel like I forgot about the Lions, but then I forgot they they got their last out of the way early this week.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I didn't, I really hope they don't go and
1: 016 and 1. Well, here's my uh, finale for you. I get one more bad for you. Jared Goff. Here's his record by head coach. So he's only had one head coach that he's won a game with, <laughs> which is Sean McVay. So he's 42 and 20 with Sean McVay. Oh, wow, that is a
0: good
2: record.
1: With Jeff Fisher, who was the coach for the oh, Rams like when he first... was there. He's 0-4. <laughs> then John Fussell, he was 0-3. John Fasell. With the Rams? That would have been with the Rams, yep.
0: Oh, like Jeff Fisher got fired?
1: Fired, yeah. Oh, okay. Fasell took over, so he was 0-3 there. And then now with Campbell, he's 0-8-1. <laughs> so if he doesn't have Sean McVeigh as a quarterback, as a uh, coach... He is winless in the NFL. Wow, that is that is a
0: first overall pick that the Rams gave up a lot of draft picks for. Yeah, exactly. And we see the Rams now. Have they really gotten that much better?
1: Yeah, maybe Jared Goff wasn't so bad.
0: I maybe. I think anyone right now would be dumb to take broken down Stafford over Goff, <laughs> as, as ridiculous as it does sound. Uh, so that <clears throat> about wraps it up for this one. Uh, we'll be back Friday? Yeah. Okay. We'll be back Friday. Uh, episode 122, we'll talk about. Uh, we'll do guest lines. Um, I don't know what else is going to happen. Free agency. Well, I guess we might be in an MLB strike by then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my bad for uh, Friday. I wonder if Chris Taylor. Yeah, I, we'll, I wonder that, if he'll sneak in. Yeah, maybe. And we'll see if it's a strike or is it going to be a... Uh, lockout
0: yeah let's let's all hope baseball gets out of this and expands the playoffs and maybe universal dh
1: okay you're asking for too much
0: i know it's baseball always low expectations so yeah that about wraps it up for this one we'll see you next time